What's up? Hey girl, so much. Get your cups ready because we're about to pour. This is the Queen's Cup. Who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you know you are? I'm a boss with a little bit of sassy and a whole lot of classy. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. Who do you know you are? I'm Risa. And I'm Rika. And this is the Queen's Cup Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another week of the Queen's Cup Podcast. It's your girl, Al Teresa here. And Erica. And we are back for another episode. So, we're going to roll right into chatting with R&R. And so, for me, this weekend has been very relaxing. Got to get some self-care done, my nails and feet done. Got to relax, you know, eat some good food, hang out with some good people, and just enjoy myself. Um, You know, kind of bummed that the weekend is over. Um, Not because I hate my job, because I love what I do, but I do not like virtual school I'm not gonna lie it's a huge adjustment for me because I have no patience to teach um my own two children (laughs) (laughs) so I've realized that in the last month since school has been commenced um but God is working on me so (laughs) y'all keep me in prayer and give me some more patience um but other than that um just also surviving this pandemic um taking it one day at a time down here in South Florida, people think the pandemic is over. Um, but I give it to them. People do wear their mask. And so, you know, still surviving and figuring how to, you know, navigate through this new normal for us. Um, but other than that, everything's been good. So how have things been with you, Erica? So for me, I've been out of town for a while. So um, for me, it's just seeing family that I haven't seen for a little minute. Um relaxing <laughs> trying to, <clears throat> excuse me after traveling back to Miami just relaxing and the jet lag that you seem to have from being in a car for hours on a road trip at times so mm-hmm. that part but <laughs> other than that I've had a good I've had a good weekend no complaints all righty so we're gonna roll right into this week's episode so the topic for this week is drum roll Dating and relationships. So, um, I'll kick it off. So, for those who don't know, I am married. I've been married for 10 years now to somewhat like my high school sweetheart. And we have been together for, I want to say, 15 years. And so, um... My journey in relationships have been different from Erica's, of course, because Erica is single. Um, But nonetheless, a marriage is still a type of relationship. And so this episode, you're going to hear different, uh, I guess, viewpoints from a single person and a married person. Um, But nonetheless, we are two women with opinions and thoughts. Yes. (laughs) So um, what I would like to start out saying is that, um, you know, when you're married and you have other friends around you who are single, um, sometimes it's hard to um, be, I guess, as open to seeing different points of view or different viewpoints 
right? And sometimes you have to take a step back and not seem as critical or judgmental when it comes to, you know, judging or not judging, sorry, or having conversations or saying your opinion to your single friends because you don't want to come off like, Hi, I'm married and I can tell you what to do because look where I am. You know, I never want to come off as that married friend who tells all their single friends what to do. Um, but I do know that um, a lot of my single friends have had some horrible relationships, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to emphasize, and some jacked up um, experiences with men um, in the past year. And so as a friend, um, I've just been supportive of them. I listen to them. I give my advice when, when you know, when it's asked for or when needed. Um, <laughs> I have to say that because, you know, as a friend, you want to make sure that you are also telling your friends the truth ones. And sometimes they don't want to hear it, especially, um, you know, I've been judged in the past as a friend to say, well, you don't understand you're married. And granted, I don't understand that particular instance, but I am still a woman. And I still know what um, being treated right looks like. And I know what you want as your friend because you've told me. So um, that as a married friend has been um, kind of a bumpy road navigating being a supportive friend on the side. Um, but also knowing when to step back and mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to see when your friends are going through some rough relationships or some rough situations with men it's kind of like i'm the ride or die friend i'm gonna just say that if he screws you over it's like he screwed me over so i'm <laughs> like you don't like him no more sis neither do i if you that friend where you don't like him tuesday and friday y'all back together don't tell me because i'm holding <laughs> that on him for the rest of the time i know him i'm like nope you did that to her she wasn't riding with you i'm not riding with you i'm that type of friend so you know i love hard when it comes to my friends so Seeing my friends go through some crazy situations with men, I'm that type of friend. I feel it too, sis. It ain't happened to me, but I feel it just as much as you do. Um, and so that's been my experience on the outside of being supportive to my friends who are dating in this time, especially in this past year. And so, um, you know, even with Erica, we are, like, I, like we said before, we're real life best friends. And so I hear her stories and I hear her situations and sometimes I'm like, oh, I can, I can get him. I can get him. <laughs> Let me also say I'm not a violent person, but. <laughs> so I, I, I feel it sometimes. And so, you know, even from your point of view, Erica, I know you're actually in it, right? You're dating and single. What are some of the things that, from your point of view, come off uh, in the dating world? So I think it's just the time that we're living in. And I think that um, Shivery isn't dead, but sometimes he wheezing in <laughs> in the back alley somewhere tied up. That's how, <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm going to blame it on, like I heard somebody else say, and I, and I agree. Like, I'm going to blame it on my daddy. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it is for men not to take care of home. I don't know how it is for a man not to unadulterately love his queen um, through thick and thin. Like, I don't know how it is for a man to mistreat a woman, like, in that from from the eyes of my father. Have I um, had my own experiences that were way less than favorable? 
yes I have so it's just a whole different beast so to speak um dating in 2020 dating five years ago like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's been a beast for a while but (laughs) so for me Yes, I have had um, good relationships, and but I done had some ugh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some crazy Mm-mm. relationships at the same time, or or talking they like, didn't even materialize into a relationship, <laughs> just some some crap. Mm-hmm. But I think it's be, and I think um, even with that, you have to take some personal responsibility because. Most women, we know, <laughs> mm-hmm. out the gate, mm-hmm. the horse ain't even saddled yet. You already know, like, nah, this ain't it. But mm-hmm. you want to use this time to exercise your faith that God ain't, <laughs> God ain't, God ain't in it. Mm-hmm. God ain't in it. God ain't in the building. God is, God's not down with this at all. And I think we just were like, oh well, let's see, let's see how it works. Let's give it a chance. Let's give it a try. Oh, let's give it some time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. Let's explore our options. And it's just like, this not it. No, sis. And you know that. And and for you to lie to yourself, you're doing not only that person a disservice, but you're doing yourself a disservice. So I think using our God-given intuition is important. Yeah. Because we can start, save ourselves from a lot of heartache, mm-hmm. pain, Sleepless, restless nights, which I don't know too much about the restless nights because I sleep regardless. Period. But, <laughs> and I'm going to eat regardless. Um, but, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but you have to take into account, like, the stuff that you just really don't have to be in. And then we all fall. There's no perfect relationships. But if you keep in mind what your end goal is, if it's to be married, is to have a mutual love for a person, have mutual respect, then wait on this. Mm-hmm. Like, don't cut yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. So, for me, um, I've had a lot of situations where I necessarily didn't have to be in. And because, like Al Teresa said about her friends, like, I'm the same way. Even in relationships, like, love hard and I try to give my, my 100. And for me, that's like, like, having that person's back, speaking life into that person, mm-hmm. you know, being supportive, being open-minded, being loving, and just, like, holding that person down. I ain't saying I'm your bank account, but... <laughs> right. But... Mm. But... You know, to be there for somebody as I would want it to be reciprocated. And sometimes, ladies, we get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. And it don't have to be like that. And nor was it created to be like that. So, <laughs> I think um, just keeping in mind, like, who you are and whose you are. Regardless mm-hmm. of your faith, you are a queen. Regardless of whatever your background and who you believe in, just know that you are a queen and you should be treated as such. And anybody who can't rise to the occasion, they need the exit stage left. That's how I feel about it. To the it. left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and sometimes people stay in the wrong relationships because of the amount of time. If anything, that should be, mm-hmm. let's not waste any more time because time is very precious. So, Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And that goes to 
women falling in love with the potential or hoping that the man will change and hoping that what they see will just miraculously disappear. Like, sis, he ain't loyal now. Most likely, he's not going to be loyal later. So it's like you're waiting around hoping that he'll stop cheating on you. He'll stop talking to you sideways. He'll stop disrespecting you. You know, he'll stop treating you like less than than what you are. And a lot of times that never happens. Right. But, you know, women hold out the hope or people hold out the hope that things will get better and things will change. And I'm not saying that they, they don't always do because sometimes men or women change. But for the most part, it's like you know that you've seen consecutive bad behaviors or consecutive mm-hmm. things that just show up and you try to sweep under the rug. It's like the big elephant in the room that you just continue to pretend like you don't see. Um, most likely, it's going to be there. Right. And so you have to make a decision to say, you know what, I want better than this. You know, I may be lonely. I may be tired of dating around. I may be tired of being alone. But the reality is, is that you can, the saying or the movie that Tyler Perry, you can do bad all by yourself. That part. Like, you don't need somebody else to add to the to the negativity that mm-hmm. you might already have to deal with on your own. And yeah. why add the extra stress, right? We've all made bad re- decisions when it comes, when it came to relationships. Mostly everybody has, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody has, but for a lot of us, we all have, had, we've made bad decisions. And it's okay when you make a bad decision, but after a while, how many bad decisions are you going to keep making over and over and over and over? It's like, okay, you need to learn the lesson from that situation so that you don't keep making that situ- mm-hmm. that same mistake. Because the reality is for those people out there that want to be married, like Erica said, time is not waiting on nobody. Right. Like we are getting older. Time is moving faster and to, to be honest, we don't know when we're going to leave this earth, right? Mm-hmm. So why waste time with people, men, women, that you don't want to be with? Right. Or you know you're not supposed to be with, but you're just holding on the hope that, hmm, maybe he'll turn into this person I want, or maybe she'll turn into this person I want. And that doesn't always happen that way. And so you have to think about, um, you know, you have to put yourself first. Like, how long are you willing to wait into this or stay in this mess before you say, you know what, enough is enough. I need better and I want better. And right. this is not what's this is not what I'm getting now. And I don't have time to waste for it to for it to magically appear. So I'm out. Right. Right? I guess another question is, how do how does how can a good woman and a good man find each other? Because there is also the Tinder. narrative. <laughs> if they looking for something else, listen, listen. I don't know listen, about that, I but from what I B-L- heard. BLK show up <laughs> on my Facebook timeline. And <laughs> so that's mm. a whole nother story. But I, I constantly see this on my time. I'm like, why do I keep seeing this same ad? But, um, um, yeah, how does, because there's also the narrative where women, okay, so I've expressed women dating less than, but men do it too. Mm-hmm. They put a whole ring on somebody who don't deserve it yep. by no means. Everything they say that they don't want out of a woman, they don't, they wouldn't want for their sister, they wouldn't want for their mother to be 
or emulate. Mm-hmm. But this sometimes is the ones that they out here marrying. Like, how sway? Like, I'm trying to how? understand. <laughs> like, how did we get here? I'm not understanding that at all. So it's like, it's crazy to me. And sometimes some say that the men who are the good ones, they are afraid to speak up. Now, who going to do it? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> look, I had a whole... Facebook posts about shooting shots and look, look, that shot is dead. Like <laughs> I tried and I failed. And <laughs> so mm. my king, <laughs> you gonna have to be a little bit, a little bit more vocal than me. Cause uh, right? you might not never get to it waiting on me. But, um, <laughs> but I think, I think that, I don't know. Like, it's just different. Like dating and, and putting yourself out there. And when I say that, like, being open and not being afraid of rejection mm-hmm. because that's a big fear. It's like, right. well, what the person might say? What if they don't like me? Like, you just never know unless you open your mouth. So, right. Yeah. So I think it's important if you do, if, and not just off of mere attraction, but if you feel that this is a person that God is leading to leading you to don't let fear make you miss out on your queen. Right. I agree. I definitely think that and that's a question that a lot of uh, women and men ask. It's like, well, where am I supposed to find my king or my queen? Right. Where? Like I go to the grocery store, I go to <laughs> <Right>. church, <laughs> uh, you know, I pump my gas. Like, <laughs> it's going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> Listen. Where girl. is it going to be at? Listen, listen, shame, shameless confession. Like being in a freaking Walmart, being, being, being at the freaking park, whatever. A woman might be like, oh, I wonder if that's my husband because he smiled and said, how do you like it? Is he fine or, or whatever? It's like a nice, he's like, oh, that might be my husband. Is that like, him, Lord? It's just like, you done, you done made this man a spouse and he just can't. Came to the grocery store to pick up something like we will do it in our minds. <laughs> You'll never know, but we was like, oh, I wonder how our kids go. We got a whole family, like we, <laughs> we got a whole life plan from like this one, this one experience. So, yeah, I don't even know why I was going with that, but <laughs> she just had to get that off her but, chest. She wants y'all to know listen. that if she wink at you, you already married listen. her in her mind. Okay. <laughs> And if you get a smile, y'all got 3.5 kids. <laughs> oh, low-key, that's how women flirt. Like, a smile. Not always a smile, because some people, y'all get it twisted, because I'm very friendly, and some people take that as, I want to talk to you. That's not. That's the first thing from my mind. But, like, a little smile, wink, or something like that. Like, y'all don't understand what we trying to say. Like, <laughs> you don't pick up a cue. She's yeah, to like, this non-verbal language. Pick up a book. Like, <laughs> not a book. Oh, my gosh. Like, really? Like, come on now. But you just really, you just don't know what some people buy. So, because some people, they seem interested. They not. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's too much. It's, this is like a, a crossroad puzzle, <laughs> like dating. It's like, oh, my God, I don't envy y'all single can people get, out there. Oh, my God. the red tape? Because I'm, I'm not understanding. And then some people, they just do too much. Like, like if you, like, one person, um, 
I don't know if I added this person on social media <laughs> or not, but the person messaged me, right? So I was nice enough to respond back. Here you go, calling me at like 12 a.m. Dude, I don't know you. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> who does that? Like, don't be calling me on right? social media. I don't even know you, bruh. And what makes you think it's okay to call me at 12 a.m.? What we got to talk about? <laughs> like, <laughs> booty call or something? Exactly. I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And then there's men who will, like, they'll show interest in, t- they'll show interest in you and then just like completely flatline. Like, wow. How did Is we that get what they here? Call ghosting? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I can't even call it ghosting because that it was just like, for instance, like the person that asked me for my number, they asked, oh, can we talk on, um, what's my social media, like my Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we was communicating on Instagram. He said a couple of things about uh, asking, I guess, about me or whatever. And then. I reciprocated the same questions, the, <laughs> the little list that you go through mm-hmm. to see if you, to learn about somebody. And then it was just like nothing. And then weeks by, and then, oh, you want a video chat? Bro, what? Like, <laughs> where you been at, bro? Exactly. Like, how did we get here? So this definitely, it's a no, mm-hmm. but I just don't understand. Like, sometimes I do it, it's just like, Sometimes it's just it's just too much, it's just too much work. It's too complicated to try right. to figure out the inner workings of somebody else's mind. Cause sometimes they say all the right things, but the actions don't add up, and the actions right. was the most important part. Exactly, actions speak louder than words. And so, even from my perspective, like I said, being married, there are men that still will like try and holler at, holler at me or talk to me. Mm. I'm just like, I'm married. Oh, okay. Can we be friends? No, I don't need no friends. Exactly. Oh, well, are you happy? Because I, you know, we, I can talk to you on the side. No, bro. I just told you no. Disrespect. Like how men don't respect that either, because you know they they feel like, oh well, you know, it don't matter. You married, you can still have me on the side, or they don't Bingo. respect. Right. They don't respect marriage and things like that. And I'm just like. Listen, I'm not any of those other people you may have encountered where they don't care. They'll talk to you on the side and be married. That's not what I'm about. So keep on stepping, bruh, because I don't have the time. And then most of the time, women who dibble and dab and do that, it's like you leave your, like they said, you leave your 80% for the 20%. That part. And then you out, you know, out here looking crazy with this man who just don't want you and don't want, you know, anything further with you. So... That's too many games, too many mind games, too many things you got to do to navigate doing all that stuff. I'd rather stay in my happy marriage and leave, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me live right <laughs> over here. Because uh, seeing what my friends go through in this single world, it's like I'm playing, it's like they detective. It's like let's solve the crime. It's like why is there so many steps? <laughs> I mean, it used to be you like me, I like you, let's exactly. get together. And boom, now it's like. Let's add a max a mask to it. Like, right. <laughs> you don't know what's going on with that mask. Like, I remember I was in Tallahassee and. Um, this was in the midst of this quarantine stuff. So the dude was about to get on the elevator. He was like, um, so he got on the elevator. He was like, man, he's like, oh, you don't mess me all up. I don't like, he was getting off on the wrong floor, right? <laughs> he was trying to go to the lobby. We were both trying to go downstairs to the lobby. 
So I just laughed and smiled or whatever. And you could tell, like, he kind of was maybe wanting to talk to me, but he didn't know what was under that mask. So like, I don't know. This might be a whole catfish under his mask. Right. I don't know what's going on. So he was like reluctant. So I was just like, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like in these quarantine streets, like you don't know what's under that mask. And I'll be allowed to say attraction don't don't matter because it does. (laughs) (laughs) Is it everything? No, but it matters. So you don't know what's under this mask. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. these men be out here scared. So they already was not, well, I don't know. They, they don't really talk as much as they used to back in the days with, well, how they would say, I won't say thirst, but mm-hmm. <laughs> how men just was more vocal um, about approaching a woman these days. Like, it's not, you don't see that as much. Like, right. It's like the the chasers mm-hmm. <laughs> became the chasey. Exactly. And the chasey became a chaser, so. Right, and a lot of women struggle with that. They're like, well, I don't want to seem thirsty out here. I don't want to chase a man, and I don't want to be the one who's always reaching out or saying let's go out and do all this stuff. Right. And, you know, that's a thin line because we're not back in the 60s where a woman stayed home, cooked, and cleaned, and the man worked, right? Right. But there's also a part where you want to make sure that the man is interested, so you don't want to overly exert yourself right and it's like listen you're doing too much exactly so it's always like that thin line i I think that if you're comfortable with reaching out to the man or if you're comfortable with shooting your shot then i say <laughs> do it sis you just never know like i know people who women who sh- you know they shot they shoot they shoot they shot and they end up with the man and they live happily ever after you yes, know it has happened it happens, <laughs> it happens. i guess the only the only fear, too, that I have with shooting a shot sometimes is, like, is that at the end of the day, I feel like I still want a man to be a man. Like, you still want to be courted. You mm-hmm. know, you still want to. So, sometimes it's like, well, if you shoot your shot at a guy and just, like, okay, it's kind of, like, what level are they really interested in? It's, like, in the back of your mind, it's just, like, okay, are you going to have to be the one that's nurturing this relationship? Like, wh- which way is it going to go? Right. I feel like sometimes... If you are pursued by uh, a man, then you you kind of have a better understanding of who they are and what they what their interest is. But if you approach the person, you like you don't know what level they are. You're just like right. going on pure like, well, let's see, like right. you know what I mean. So, um, that's just different to me. So, right, exactly. And another question that people ask it, like we talked about earlier, like where do you meet? somebody is nowadays people are using online dating so what's your point of view about online dating erica i guess for me sometimes i feel like well a paying the money i'm just like <laughs> like is this gonna be worth my while like if i'm paying my little 39.99 just like right and y'all just giving me buckets like <laughs> right <laughs> not buckets <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not call him being a bucket, but somebody <laughs> who I'm not compatible with or, you know, on some other stuff, you know, but beyond that, it's just like, I guess for me, I'm more, if a person approaches you, um, 
outside of something like that because I feel like I, I feel more comfortable, but I feel like it's sometimes I feel like it's more reliable. But then we are in an age where a lot of people do meet online, whether it's through a dating mm-hmm. app or if it's on social media or something like that. So I'm not, I have never been on a dating app. What am I opposed to dating someone that I met um, via social media? No, I'm not. But if you live in a whole nother country, then that's a no for me. But <laughs> so you're talking about them African men that be sending send her messages. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a whole nother story. But um, but yeah, I'm not totally opposed to it. It's just like it's just a fear. You see stuff like catfish mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. You're just like, ooh, <laughs> ain't gonna be me. So <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, I, I've never really did online dating like it is now. I know a long time ago we would do, like, the chat rooms and get on the party line. <laughs> party line. <laughs> Back in the day, for those who don't know, for millennials, especially in South Florida, you know, we would do things like that and AOL chat and all that stuff. Oh, Lord, we sound old. But... <laughs> <laughs> We would do those type of things and we would, but it was never like we serious to where we thought that we was going to meet somebody and spend the rest of our lives together. But it was just a way to communicate and have fun. So nowadays that now online dating is more popular and a lot of people do it, you know, it's a hit or miss. I've had friends who've met the love of their life online and I've had people that had horrible, horrible, horrible experiences and catfish experiences with people online. So like, it's a hit or miss. I'm like, don't shoot it down until you try it. And you try it and it's like trash, then, you know, don't do it again. <laughs> I think some people, it works out for them. Right. And so it's just your preference, I guess. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's definitely based on your preference. And I guess, like, you and I had a conversation about, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the show? Married at first sight, mm-hmm. and we had conversations. So it's just different. Like these people didn't. Well, they did. This was a whole nother level. Like they didn't know each other. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally you're meeting this person as you walk down the right. aisle. But I was just saying that to say how, um, I guess like getting past like the fact that you might not know someone, because a lot of people who are more apt to do online dating and say, well, you really never know nobody until (laughs) until it's for real. So, I mean, it's true, but I guess like, I guess it's more comforting to me. Like if somebody approaches you, then, you know, I know this you, I know you look like this. I know you this tall. Right. I know you're actually somebody (laughs) like these people be having a whole nother lifestyle going on. And you think that it's another thing. So, um, I think that's, my apprehension as far as online dating but you're very right it has worked for um for some people they've met the love of their life through right online dating right absolutely and so you know sometimes you can't knock it until you try it and other times you know off jump like i'm not trying that that is just not for me right and so you know to each his own when it comes to online dating which is you know being popular now but um even blind dating right your friends hooking you up on a blind date <laughs> never <laughs> uh, listen <laughs> you got oh, experience <laughs> listen 
listen, I don't do hookups no more. Like, <laughs> anytime anyone has hooked me up, <laughs> it has never gone well. It has never materialized to anything. Ooh, do not hook me up. <laughs> did, did I hook you up Period. before? Did I? <laughs> Period. No, you did not necessarily hook me up. <laughs> I have but, recommended some people to okay, my friend that, li- that didn't go well. Okay, <laughs> listen. We can don't want to be hooked up. I just, I got him. Listen, God himself, listen. You could drop something in their ear and they can approach me, but don't tell me you hooking me up with no, that's a no-go. Like, <laughs> I listen. Just, I have shamelessly hooked my friend up with some people, and it did not go well. And I'm just shamed <laughs> because I spoke highly of these people, and they ended up to be garbage. <laughs> they they acted like garbage. Let me say that. Um, and it just did not go well. And I'm just like, oh my God, I was hopeful. (laughs) But myself, I've been on blind dates when I was younger. I went on a few blind dates. (laughs) But I I have to say that I always did blind dates with a friend. Like uh, back in the day when we did blind dates, we did it as uh, couples. So I was never completely alone meeting this person (laughs) for the first time. I always had my friend that we would drag each other along. But listen, one of them worked out because... (laughs) Yes, yes, one of them worked out because that is my husband. <laughs> that is true. That is just de- that is definitely true. That worked out because he is now my husband. But yeah, you know, even blind dates and hooking people, he- hooking friends up with other people, it's a hit or miss too. You know, you might think they you be like be real charming. life. <laughs> Voucher for this person. Oh, this is gonna be- <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen, I am so sorry. Let me say that in, in public. Sis, I am so sorry. <laughs> for the one, the hookups and the people I have uh, vouched oh for gosh. wound up being crap. <laughs> Listen, you just be trying to look out for your friend. You think somebody may be a good fit. You only, you see good things about this person. And it's like, bruh, what happened to the nice person I saw all this, all this time? What happened to the gentleman? It's like, you just... Turn into a thug. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and, and and one thing I will say is that sometimes, even being in a relationship that's not the best, and then you have, or um, being out of a relationship and having hopes of rekindling something or staying in a relationship that you, um, that you feel in your spirit that you should no longer be in. Mm-hmm. Or it's not the right timing, X, Y, Z, or whatever. If you continue to be in this relationship, understand that you might not reach the end goal and not only that, um, waste more time, but sometimes you get out of a relationship with someone and you see years down the line that they have not changed. That Mm -hmm. same pattern that was the deal breaker for you then it's still a deal breaker. So understand that you being with that person does not necessarily, you continually continuing to be with that person doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to change. Cause right. you could hate a man, or I won't say, um, hate the actions of a man. And then seven years later, that Negro still doing mm-hmm. 
the same thing <laughs> yep. that was a no-go for you. So just think about being in it and that no-go is still going on. So you can't just be dating people and just figuring that, oh, well, well, by this age, that'll be all out of his system. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, a man know what he want mm-hmm. and a man know what he want, don't want. That's why a man will be with somebody eight, nine, ten years Break up with that woman and marry somebody else in less than a year. Yep. Yep. It's happened. We've seen it. Sis, you did all the work and she got all the benefits. She reaped the benefits. So, listen, I don't look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, some women should be thanking me because. (laughs) (laughs) She groomed them for you, Listen, (laughs) listen. Our real life out here groomed some people, so. You know, you can send me a little check in the mail. <laughs> or a gift. <laughs> Cash, Cash out. <laughs> Whichever. But I'm just I'm, uh, I'm just saying. Right. But that's true, though. You know, unfortunately, you know, it's funny, but it's, it's unfortunate, too, when you're in that predicament where you give your all to this person and then you give years and your all mm-hmm. and then, boom, they leave you and then they jump to the next. And all the things they wouldn't do with you, now right. they ain't doing with them. Now they talking about marriage and kids and they didn't even talk about marriage and kids with you, right? Now they willing to meet your family and t- go to church with you and all this, but they weren't doing none of that when they was with you. Right, because that I'm not ready was not with you. That's what yep. it means. That's what it really means. Basically, exactly. Just not with you. And that's definitely hurtful. But the reality is, is that you also waited around too, right? So you take the responsibility of you were hoping and waiting to see difference, see a difference in that man. And you just, sis, you just never saw it. And it's, it's, it's very sad, Um, but it happens a lot Mm -hmm. to women. And I'm going to say men too. It happens to women and men, but you know, I'm talking to my sisters right now. It happens a lot to women. And, um, you know, women get upset with the other woman and it's like, no, you be Mm -hmm. upset with yourself and that man. Right. Because the the reality is, is that he didn't force you to wait. He didn't force you to stay. Right. And then also you'd be upset with him if you want, but it had nothing to do with that other woman. Mm -hmm. She just, for the relationship, she just popped up. I'm not talking about he was cheating on you with her. That's something different. I'm talking (laughs) about. If he moved on with somebody else and boom, all the things you wanted, he didn't do to you and with you, he's doing with her. You, It's not her fault. It's he chose to do what he wanted to do. A person will do whatever they want to do. I learned that a long time ago and not just in relationships and life period. When you depend and ask and rely on people and you, they realize they're not showing up for you, but they show up for other people. It's because they're doing what they want to do. They just that don't want to do it for you. That part. So that goes not only in relationships with your significant others, but in friendships and mm-hmm. family and work, school, church, whatever relationships you have, that goes across the board. Right. Because the reality is, is that people will uh, also only do what you allow them to do. Mm-hmm. People will only do what you allow them to do. Just because you allow him to re- run all over you and treat you like trash, I mean, that other lady might be like, uh-uh, buddy, that you better part. get it together or I'm out. Mm-hmm. And they straighten up real quick. Right. Right? So you have to look at that as well when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because what's very real is that a man will push his limits. Mm-hmm. He's going to see how far you allow him to go. And, dang, she say, um, she don't like to do this. Let me test the waters. And if you let him test the waters, guess what? He going to swim. So mm-hmm. you have to be very 
be be um stand on your stand on your standards do not allow right. yourself to bargain your way out of or let them bargain you out of what you hold dear right and that's another thing about standards ladies and gentlemen create standards right because they are needed I'm not saying create strict where he got to be 6'5", mocha chocolate, six-pack, <laughs> this. I'm not talking about the specific nitty, little nitty-bitty things. I'm talking about standards like he needs to have a career. He needs to have, you know, a place to live mm-hmm. or a steady, some stability. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a, a Christian or he, mm-hmm. whatever your faith is. Right. So he needs to be a family-oriented man or whatever it is or a woman. Those standards that are important to you create them because when you don't have standards you will accept anything right and anything that'll come your way you'll take it because you don't have you haven't set standards for yourself and i'm saying set set standards that are good for you right not what other people tell you and what you're willing to reciprocate and what you're willing to reciprocate right because if you want all these things a hundred things on this list and you only got two then uh, you got you got to you need to reevaluate that right. because you want this person to bring the table, the seats, and the chairs, and all you got is a, a little dessert for the right. table. That ain't that ain't how it works, right? So whatever your standards are, it should be where you have standards, and just like you have some, the other person will have some. So making sure that you are firm in whatever you know, whatever stability you have. And you're asking them to come to the table with some type of stability. And I'm not just talking about financial stability. I'm talking about all types of stability. Whatever your standards are, ladies, stick to them, right? Now, no man is going to be perfect or no woman is perfect, right? Nobody has everything checked off the box list. But for the things that are important to you, so if faith is important to you and spirituality is important to you, that person does have nothing then you need to evaluate that. If stability, financial stability is is the man need to have a job and he don't have no job or the woman don't have no job and they're not trying to get a job and they just okay with just living life or they're not in school, they're not trying to do nothing right. towards their future, then you need to evaluate that because that is the person you're allowing into your life and that's the future for you. Like if they have no desire to do anything with themselves, then guess what? You're going to be taking care of them mm. <laughs> if you choose to allow that. that. So those are things that men and women need to think about when it comes to looking for a mate or a partner. It is standards. And I know that we've all seen movies where it's the strong black woman who have a thousand standards and she's so strict to where she won't accept nobody unless it's Obama. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not saying yeah. no strict, strict standards, but I am saying that you need to have some standards. Like, you need to be able to have something. This person need to come to the table with something. They're not coming to the table with nothing. Then you need to reevaluate that and see if it's really worth your time and effort. Because that's hard to navigate. Right. And another thing that I will add, like, it's nothing wrong with um, building with somebody. But make sure that they're willing to build. You know, don't, like, put in your mind, like, oh, this is what they're going to do. Like, and if they're saying that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, then it should line up with their actions absolutely so, um building with someone is nothing wrong with that but y'all gotta be in alignment and that's supposed to be the person that you're supposed to be building with which goes back to um being with somebody who you are purposed with because right. being with the wrong person can definitely send you on the wrong path right 
it can ruin your life child and you don't want that and so we're gonna end on that we've said a lot about <laughs> dating and relationships but um this topic was important for us to talk about and share our thoughts and concerns and just how we feel and our own experiences right um with you guys so we are now to our q a section and we have some questions that were submitted by some of our listeners. So yes. I'll do question one, which is, what are some therapeutic ways to cope with the COVID stress or the stress of COVID? So um, I think as you guys know, I said in the first episode that I am a therapist, a licensed therapist. And so what I would say the first thing is, is how to deal with the stress of COVID is allow yourself to be in whatever state that you're in. What I mean by that is that we have so many expectations. I know when COVID first hit, when we went in quarantine, a lot of people were saying, use this time to start a business, use this time to make extra money on the side and do all these things. But the reality is, is that some people were just knocked down. I know for me, like, I was worried, is my business going to stay afloat? What's going to happen to the kids? Um, You know, are people going to lose their jobs? You know, when this first hit in March with the shutdown, it was a lot of unknowns. Now we're, you know, a month, uh, I think eight months later or seven months later, we are more accustomed to it. But I would say is that you have to first allow yourself to be whatever in whatever state you're in. Like if you are barely holding it together, then that happens first, right? And then you have to come to the realization like, okay, I am going through something. Like this is really a lot for me mentally, emotionally, um, if it's physically, if you're going through any illnesses. And then you say, okay, I'm here, but how do I get myself out of that? The second thing is, I would say, is how you start to climb out of that is that you have to pick up hobbies and skills or things to occupy occupy your mind. So for example, if you're still quarantined, like I'm somewhat still quarantined, meaning I'm working from home. So um, I'm not in my actual office space. So I've had to figure out new ways to do self-care, meaning figure out ways within my household to do self-care even before things started to open. So like I started buying press-on nails. I would go to Walmart, buy some press-on nails, and do my nails every two weeks because the actual nail shop wasn't open. Or I really got creative with my natural hairstyles that I would do on my own. And everybody who knows me knows I hate doing my hair. But, you know, I had to do something towards self-care. So that would be the second thing I would say is figure out ways to do pick up skills and hobbies and doing some self-care um, to take care of yourself. Not just the physical on the outside, but also the emotional and Um, spiritual side of it as well and the third thing I would say is reach out for support trust me you are not alone we are all going through it in some way shape or form through COVID and the quarantine and the shutdown and loss of jobs and grief and loss of having family members get sick or pass away Um, we are all in some way going through that so I would say reach out to your support system if your support system is your family Reach out to your family. If your support system are your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your church members, um, any shape or form of support, I say reach out to them. Why? Because the reality is you never know. They may be going through the same exact thing or something similar that you're going through. And because you're sitting alone going through it, you just don't have that support. But picking up the phone, sending a text, 
reaching out on social media, um, connecting with other people is also how you get through it. It's because no one wants to go through things alone. And the reality is, is that you are not alone. If you are out there and you feel like you're alone, trust me, you are not. There is always someone you can reach out to. Um, it may not seem that way, but even if it's a stranger, I know some people are like, I don't want to reach out to a stranger. But the reality is, is that when you do therapy, I am a stranger to all of my new clients. They do not know me, right? They know what they see on my website, on my social media, but the reality is they don't know me. So I am a stranger at first, but I'm also here for support. So that is the last thing I would say is the support and the bonuses. Let's say that you are just not coping well at all. You've tried everything. You've reached out to friends or family. You've tried to do self-care. You've tried to journal, meditate. I would say that's when maybe you need to reach out to therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. I know a lot of black people say, therapy is not for me. Black people don't go to therapy. We just go to church and pray. Yes, you can still go to church and pray. But I would say is that if you are really struggling in this time, don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist. Google therapist in my area, or you can go to psychology today, put in your zip code, and it'll pull up all the therapists in your zip code. Or if you are a black woman, there's a website called therapyforblackgirls.com and you can literally search for black women therapists on there um, and reach out for the support. There is nothing wrong with therapy. And the reality is I tell everybody, no one has to know your business. If you're going to therapy, you don't have to tell anybody else. No one has to know if you choose to you know, keep your privacy. So that's what I would say. Um, support, self-care, um, allowing yourself to be in whatever state, you know, you are initially, but doing things to get up, to get out of that state is just as important, right? Not being so hard on yourself for saying I should be doing this and I should be doing that. You should be doing exactly what you're doing. And then the last one is reach out for therapy if you need the help. That's what I would say. So for those who are going through stress, anxiousness, sadness, depression, or just life transitions during this time, those are some tips that you can do to really get through this stress of, COVID and everything else that happened in 2020. So that is question one. Now we're going to roll right into question two. So I'm going to read the question and I'll let Erica start. How has the pandemic affected your personal relationships, such as friendships, marriage, if you're married or your intimate relationships, if you're, ha if you have a significant other or family relationships. So I'll let you start first, Erica. Um, for me, since COVID has been in effect, well, we were alerted to it. Um, I think this quarantine has, um, I'll start with myself, as far as self-reflection, um, that has happened a lot because um, not being able to go certain places or work or do certain things that you're used to doing that helps your day um flow in a certain way or you don't have to sit there and be with your thoughts <laughs> um mm -hmm. it was really an eye-opener to well man like you just realize like the 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 time that you're at work the time that you really don't have all these things that's like i guess bombard your mind so to speak so it's kind of like it's, it makes you more introspective because it's like, okay, this is something that I may like about myself and this is something that I may not like about myself that I need to change or work on. So um, as far as the quarantine is concerned, it's like 
all right, let's start building to, you know, be a better version of yourself. So I think that's something um, as far as personal, um, uh, as far as family and friends, um, we all know that we couldn't really be around our friends. So that was kind of friends and family um, until, um, until a certain extent. So that was difficult because sometimes, you know, you get lonely or you're like me, I'm a family person. So I like being around my family and, you know, having fun or going out or, you know, spending time with your friends or your loved ones, not able to see each other, not able to, you know, really catch up in person and have that human connection that we all crave for at times. Um, that was difficult. Um, as far as relationship, there's no one. So <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a significant other. I have not had a significant other during this whole entire <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so, you know, that's that. But I guess on the other hand is, you know, um, dating the quarantine, like I said earlier in the podcast, is just a whole different thing, you know. You really don't know how to, I guess, approach somebody or vice versa. Um, you just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's health-wise. Um, how do you really get to know somebody, you know, without having personal contact, just a lot of things. But for the most part, I could say a lot of time of self-reflection, um, some good, some bad, but even the things that I found out that, I, and not everything was, I just found out, but some things that you can ignore because you have so much <laughs> other things going on, but it's mm -hmm. like, God's like, all right, now, <laughs> like putting a flashlight on some of the things that can be better. Um, but other than that, what the, uh, COVID has taught me is to love the people who are around you. Mm -hmm. Love the people that love you and avidly try to be a part of your lives. And I think what I have learned in this quarantine is, you know, some people are for you and some people aren't. And that's mm -hmm. okay because um, this, this quarantine put a highlight or this pandemic put a highlight on that. And some of those, um, some strained relationships got even more distant. And the ones that mm -hmm. has, um, some has been strengthened, you know? Right. And also, it just made me be more appreciative because I have lost um, loved ones during this, um, during quarantine or during this pandemic, excuse me. So that was a whole nother thing. But, you know, not being able to see people that you care and love about is hard. And I think we all can attest to that. Right. I agree. And so for me, I would say um, I start out personally um, in my immediate household, fam my family and my household, my husband and my two kids. Um, it's definitely made us closer, I would say, because um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was newly into my full pri full time private practice as a full time entrepreneur. So I would be at work to sometimes eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, juggling just the hustle of trying to get my business off the ground to flourish. And so I spent a lot of time at my office and there'd be, you know, some nights where I would come home late and my kids would already be asleep. And so for me, the quarantine brought me, my husband and my kids closer because I then worked from home. 
that meant I was home all the time with my kids and all the time with my husband. And it, it, I didn't really realize the effect it had by me working so much, um, until I was home in quarantine and my kids would be like, Oh mommy, you're home. You can cook. You can watch TV with us. You can do all these things. And then here's the mommy guilt. Like, Oh my God, like I'm a horrible mom. Um, but I think for me, it, it also put things into perspective, um, to love your loved ones, to spend more time with them while they're alive. Um, just like Erica, I had quite a few family members pass away during the pandemic. And, um, it was just an eye opener. One moment you see someone and the next they're gone. And it was kind of like, okay, put your life into perspective. Yes, your business is your baby as well. And yes, all these things that God has put into your life to do in your purpose is amazing. But you also need to balance more. And so I learned balance um, during this quarantine. And I also learned to spend more time with my immediate family. And then my extended family, um, because I have, you know, some family members who had who have pre-existing conditions, we couldn't always spend time together. Like there were months where we didn't see each other. So we created like weekly or bi-weekly Zoom check-ins where we would get on Zoom and just check in with one another and see how everybody's doing. Um, so that was good. It did create like a bridge between us to, we can't physically be around each other, but at least we can check in on Zoom and see how everybody's doing. Um, is it the same? No, we would have, you know, of course we would have loved to, to do things because my family is pretty much close in that sense to where we do a lot of family events and family gatherings. And so that was a bummer. And then we had to celebrate birthdays, like doing drive-throughs and drive-bys and things like that. Um, but you know, we made the best of it. We made the best of the time. Um, we would have loved to be around each other, but you know, it is what it is. And as far as friendship wise, um, I agree with the same thing Erica said, you know, this quarantine, this COVID pandemic has definitely opened my eyes to those people who I thought would be there for me or be in my corner and they weren't. And then the people who I thought were not going to be in my corner, they were. So it was kind of like a shock, um, to see the roles reverse, but I was also grateful for it because it also was reflection for me to realize that, um, everything has its time and everything has a season. And that was kind of, I guess, my motto in these months during COVID is learning everything has a time and a season, just like it says in the Bible. We hate, I know I hate to hear that. It's like, oh, I don't want everything to have a time and a season. Like why everything can't be forever? Even right. in losing loved ones, um, everything has its time and a season and we may not understand why and we may not understand, you know, God's plan. It's never our, it's never our right to understand it's only, you know, when he reveals it to us. But the reality is, is that I had to learn that during this time is everything has a time and a season and, um, to be content no matter what. Um, and so I definitely learned that I've definitely grown personally and the relationships that stood through the, <laughs> the pandemic have definitely strengthened and grown closer. Um, and I've created, uh, I guess even a closer network, um, of friends that I consider like sisters 
and even in my own family members, um, growing closer connections to, to those family members. And so it hasn't been all bad. I've definitely grown closer to, to the people who, um, are in my life. And then I've also had some doors closed on people that I thought would be in my life forever. Um, and that's an adjustment in itself. But I would say to those who, who are, I guess, dealing with relationships, whether personal friends, family, marriage relationship in uh, significant others, um, is that there is no right or wrong answer. There are valleys and then there are, you know, smooth planes. It just, it's just life. Um, but I think that what you stay grounded in, like Erica said, is love the people that love you and that are in your corner. And don't forget to check on your family and friends. It's easy to be caught up in your own personal life. It is. Trust me, it is. I have a whole bunch of things I'm doing. And it's sometimes we slip and we, you know, life goes forward. But, you know, a simple check-in, a simple text or, hey, how you're doing goes a long way, especially when you don't know how they're doing, especially in this COVID time. So that's what I would say for me personally. It's been definitely a learning experience. Um, but there has definitely been some personal reflection. And for me, it was for the most part, um, good. There has been some ups and downs during this time with the relationships, but overall, um, now that we're in November and I, I can look back and say that, um, you know, what happened had to happen. And just like I said before, everything has a season and it has a time. And so, um, it's not always what we want, but God knows best. So, right. So, yeah, so that's what I would say as to my answer for the second question. So, we've answered both questions. We're going to wrap up this Q&A section. Thank you for the listeners who submitted those two questions. We yes, gladly we appreciate, you appreciate you guys. Yes. Um, so, if you have any further questions for our listeners, please submit your questions to our email at tqcnation at gmail.com. Just like we did now, we will answer your questions live on the podcast and we will, of course, leave you anonymous and we won't share your name or any personal information. And anything else, Erica? No, thank you. That concludes this section. This concludes our Q&A. Moving on. Uh, We're going to roll on over to our mic drop. And so uh, I'll let Erica start first with her mic drop. So this is um, not necessarily a mic drop, but it's, <laughs> but it's on my heart. Um, in the course of this pandemic, um, I have not, by the grace of God, not lost anyone um, to COVID. But I have lost um, quite a few of um, family members and loved ones um, due to um, different things unrelated to COVID, but, um, I just want to say that, you know, love the people who are currently in your life, give the people their flowers while they give people their flowers while they're here. Um, let people know that you love them. Let people know that you appreciate them. Don't take people for granted. Don't take any time for granted. Don't think that, well, let me, I'll have the chance to call this person on this day, this date, this time. Like, if it's it's in your power to do it, then do it then. Do it, I'm saying, in a a time where just don't put it off. Mm -hmm. Don't put it off because 
you will think back to that time it's like man I just knew we had one more time to see each other I just knew we had one more time to have a conversation for me to tell them I love them for me to take them out to eat for me to do this that and whatever and that time didn't come so um yeah just love on people and something that um Risa says you know grace give people grace Mm -hmm. especially in a time that we are living in give people grace we are not better than anybody we are not above anyone we all need grace because guess what god gives us grace every time that we open our eyes so give people grace remember to forgive the unforgivable because mm-hmm. one day you're going to need somebody to forgive you yeah whether it's great or small, one day you're going to need somebody to forgive you and you're going to need grace because that's what we living on, grace every day. So, again, appreciate those who are in your life. Love them. Show, that, show them that you love them. Tomorrow is definitely not promised. Absolutely, absolutely. So, my mic drop is not as fluffy as Erica's. <laughs> But my mic drop is essentially, um, as I would say, important. It's about letting go. So sometimes we confuse um, resentment, hold resentment and unforgiveness in the same category. And we hold forgiveness with moving on in the same category. So for the simple fact of sometimes you have to let things go. And just because you let things go, that does not mean you do not forgive someone. You can forgive someone and realize that they are toxic and they no longer serve a positive space in my life. Right. And therefore, I have to let it go. Just because you choose to let something go or let someone go does not mean that you're harboring ill feelings towards them. It just means that I'm choosing me and mm-hmm. I'm choosing my peace and my sanity over that foolishness or whatever else that's happening. And sometimes you have to move out of that position. Right. And it may be hurtful and it's tied to relationships, not just romantic ones, but friendships and right. and, and coworkers and whoever right. other relationships you have. Sometimes you have to choose to let go. Doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. Doesn't mean that you don't wish them the best. Right. It just means that this no longer serves me in a positive way. And I have no more space to hold this negativity or whatever else is the reason why I have to let it go. And just because you let it go does not mean you have to wish ill on them, right? You can say, I wish you all the best. I want nothing but the best for you. But this us coexisting together does not work anymore. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you. And so it's okay for you to move on, right? That's even tied to relationships with significant others. There are many people who break up and they still remain cordial and friends or they still remain in touch. So that doesn't mean that just because you let someone go, it has to be this nasty breakup Mm -hmm. or like a nasty divorce that people see. It doesn't always have to be nasty. It could be two people saying this is just not working and we need to go our separate ways. And you don't, and you can't be afraid to let go, especially if well they've been in my life for 30 years or they've been in my life for five years We've been through thick and thin, and granted, you may have been, but sometimes certain situations are not conducive to your life anymore, and you have to be able to say, 
this is this is enough. Like I can't keep in this same cycle or I can't stay anywhere one where I'm not welcome or two where I'm not being respected or treated mm. in the way that I deserve to be treated. Right. And so therefore I have to give you the deuces and but I wish you all the best, okay? Right. And there is nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people say, well, letting people go is negative and you just holding you holding something against them and no 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 no. I can forgive them, but I'm out. Right. Right? And that's okay. And so what I want you guys to hear is that don't be afraid to let people go or let situations go because you feel, one, you don't know what people are going to say or how people are going to respond because who cares? And two, that doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven them. Nowhere does it say forgive and allow people to keep mistreating you. Right. Oh, yeah, forgive them a thousand times and still let them slap you in the face. Right. No, 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 you got to use wisdom, right? Forgive, but this situation, you got to let go. And so my mic drop is learning to let go, learning when to let go, learning who or what situation you need to let go. Doesn't mean that it's always a negative thing. It just means that this situation or this person, we don't fit well anymore things are not going the way it should go and we just got to go separate ways but no ill feelings you wishing them all the best and you you know you hope everything goes well in their life but as far as y'all being in any type of relationship it just doesn't work and that is okay and so i want to share that with you guys and that's my mic drop i'm dropping the mic (laughs) (laughs) so yes we have come to the end of our episode and so um we thank everybody for tuning in for listening guys we appreciate all the love and support that you've been giving to us as we embark on this road in podcast world um we want to make sure that you guys send your uh questions into our email tqcnation at gmail.com send all your your all of your questions Remember, they are anonymous, so we will not share your name or personal information unless you request us to. And if you want to shout out, we will do that. But otherwise, it is anonymous. So send over your questions, and we are going to answer them during our Q&A session on our podcast. So one of your questions may be chosen. So send them in. All righty? Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And don't forget to take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones. Until next time, bye. Bye.